as much as I was also proud of myself, knowing what I knew about how I wanted my everyday life to go, working that nine to five wasn't it at all. And so I just really had to dive deep into myself and say, okay, I'm going to quit. I worked for two years for corporate America before eventually quitting. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, have you been feeling overwhelmed looking for the right online job? Maybe you don't have enough remote skills, or maybe you have no idea how to create a killer resume that will help you stand out from the crowd. I've learned that having a community of people supporting you through this process can be the deciding factor whether you make it or break it. That's why I am so excited to share that this September, we will be opening up our doors to our remote skills membership, where we teach you incredible techniques that will help you land online gigs by learning from leading experts every single month. Our membership will provide you with the skills you need and accountability partners that will help you succeed. For more information, visit learnremoteskills.com. Again, that's learnremoteskills.com. On this week's episode, I speak with Sienna, who is a first-generation American who is the founder of Your Life Travel Club, a company that holds group travel for women ages 22 to 35. Sienna has learned to overcome adversity by pursuing her dreams and, like most of us, has struggled to figure out what she wanted to do with her life. So listen on to find out how Sienna has been able to become a location-independent entrepreneur through her group travel company. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited for this week's guest. I have Sienna with me. Hey Sienna, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Can you tell us about you, Sienna, and why you live an offbeat life? Yes. Well, just like Debbie mentioned, my name is Sienna. I'm 23 years old and I live an offbeat life because I was sick and tired of the regular nine to five every day going to work and doing life the exact same way. It became stressful and I wasn't able to make the amount of money that I wanted to make in my own life. Well, that is a great thing to do, especially for somebody who is so young like you, Sienna. You're in your early 20s. You just graduated with your bachelor's and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm done with this life. This is not for me, which is a good thing because for a lot of us, it takes us like a decade or more to figure that out. So good for you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I really just... I wasn't happy with my nine to five anymore. I loved what I did. I went to school for advertising. That's what my degree is in communication with a track in advertising. And I was really happy. My parents were really happy with what I have accomplished. And I did physically love what I did. I was a digital campaign specialist and I worked on multi-million dollar accounts, basically doing all of their digital advertising for them. And I was happy doing that work, but I wasn't happy getting up every morning, going to work, being told what to do, being told when I can and can't have lunch, being asked where I'm going when I want to go to the bathroom, like (laughs) basic human rights. Like I can't even use the bathroom without being asked, where am I going? Um, So I didn't enjoy that aspect of working. And I know a lot of people are like, well, millennials are just lazy, but 
I think it's more that I wanted to do what I want to do. And I wanted to have fun every single day of my life and enjoy freedom. That's what we all deserve. And also it's like not accepting what's the standard quote, right? Because for most of our parents, that's what they needed to do. You have to follow the rules and that's it. You don't need to ask questions. You take your money afterwards and you should be happy with that. And I think millennials and the generation after us are really questioning all of that and trying to create a different path for themselves, which I think for us is way better. Um, I mean, at least that's what I think, but you know, who <laughs> yes. knows? And you know what, what you were doing is for most people, really the American dream. You did everything that you were supposed to. You got your education. Your parents were super proud, I'm sure. And then you just put that aside and you created something new for yourself, right? You created this business, you started traveling and now you're making it work. Now, how did you prepare for that journey so that you can make this change more sustainable for yourself? Honestly, it was a very, very tough decision to make. And it wasn't easy at all. I think a lot of it came from me doing mindset work, watching YouTube videos, learning how to change my thoughts, reading different books that has helped me really change my thoughts around being able to quit my job. Because just like you mentioned, you know, my parents were so proud of me. They were like excited. Here's their baby girl. She got her bachelor's degree. They really wanted to see me off to get my master's degree. They were just so incredibly proud of me. But as much as I was also proud of myself, knowing what I knew about how I wanted my everyday life to go, working that nine to five wasn't it at all. And so I just really had to dive deep into myself and say, okay, I'm going to quit. I worked for two years for corporate America before eventually quitting. Only two years. I know it's not a long time. (laughs) Um, But for me, it was like super long because I hated every minute of it. And almost every day I went home saying, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I didn't really have savings because I used all of my extra money to pay off my debt so I can prepare to quit. So that's another thing that I did as well. I really just paid off a lot of debt, about $20,000 worth of debt within those two years, which was a lot just from student loans. And like, of course, you know, I had, I just bought a car, things like that, that I had to pay. And so, you know, my parents, I would come home and I would be like, I'm quitting my job. And my parents would say, what are you talking about? How are you supposed to afford your bills? How are you supposed to afford health insurance, your car insurance? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm quitting. And when I finally quit my job, I quit with no savings, no nothing. And here I am six months later, still living my dream. And I'm very happy. (laughs) I have no regrets at all, even though I did quit with absolutely nothing. But it just took me doing that mindset work and paying down the debt that I needed to pay down to be able to be where I am today. Well, the thing about you, Sienna, is that that is pretty responsible for you to actually pay off your debt first before leaving and setting off to do this type of lifestyle. Because a lot of people will be like, well, you know, screw this. I'm just going to leave it with all of this debt. And then I don't know where my next meal is coming from. The thing is, you're also really young. You have a lot of opportunities and you have a lot of skills and you paid off all of your debt before dying 
diving into this. So kudos for you for doing that because (laughs) because that's a huge thing to be able to do. And that's amazing. I definitely congratulate you in doing that because there's people in their 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond who still have a ton of debt. And, you know, you were able to do that and finish that off and really go in that grind to sacrifice, even though you hated what you were doing to do something that can really help you out with that. So that's amazing. And I'm pretty sure your family was like, yeah, this sucks that you're leaving it, but at least you don't have a ton of debt that you're going to be stuck with later on. (laughs) I think they were still very shocked when I actually put in my two-week notice. Um, (laughs) I don't know if they were happy about my decision at all. My dad still was questioning where I was going to get health insurance from. I had no idea. And I, you know, I didn't figure that out until one week after not having health insurance anymore. And I was like, wow. I need to go to the doctor. I don't have health insurance. I need to like figure this out really quickly. (laughs) When you were approaching that subject with your parents, I know they weren't happy. And it was the same with me when I was telling my parents that I didn't want to go into a career that they wanted me to go into. How did you approach that subject with them without getting into a huge fight or, you know, Mm -hmm. let it feeling, feeling like you're letting them down this enormous thing, right? Yeah. Well, just like you, you know, my parents are immigrants. My mom is from Haiti. My dad is from Trinidad and Tobago. Their mindset is you come to America, you work really hard, you go to school, you know, you find a career, preferably nursing, or if it's not a nurse, you know, you go on to become a doctor or something in the medical field, or you become a lawyer and that's it. That That's your dream. And you work hard and, and you know, that's it. Approaching that conversation took me talking to them for those two years in which I was working because I knew since day one that this wasn't what I wanted to do. That wasn't my ultimate goal. And every single time I talked about quitting my job, it was an argument. It was like, no, you can't quit your job. You know, like I was saying earlier, what about this? What about that? How are you going to pay for this? And it was just like, my mom was like, you're not listening to me. You know, (laughs) it's not responsible for you to quit your job. You need to just stay there. And I don't think they fully accepted me quitting my job to pursue my dreams and to build my company until I did it. And then my first month, I made three times more than I made in my entire salary Mm -hmm. after quitting my job. So once my parents realized, wow, she's actually making bank, like she's doing pretty well, well off for herself, they were really proud of me. And then that's when they were like, well, you know, we were so proud of you. They never admitted that they were wrong, but you know, that's okay. (laughs) I don't think they ever will. (laughs) Um, But at least they said that they were proud of me and they're happy that I'm doing something with my life that's resulting in me being able to pay my bills. (laughs) So I don't know if this is similar to you, but this is with my parents because, you know, our parents are immigrants and it's it's really interesting because they will lecture you right in front of your face but then they will be really proud of you when they're in front of other family members oh yeah (laughs) so I'm pretty sure that they're bragging about you Sienna when you're not there but then you hear just a lecture (laughs) when you're in front of them (laughs) 
It's so so funny. Why can't I get both? Like, I understand you have to lecture me because you're my parents, but, you know, I can use the praise too here and there. That would be nice. Exactly. (laughs) But I I really love that you eased them into it because if you just broached that subject and they had no idea what was happening, oh my goodness, that would have been a lot worse, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Oh, I definitely agree. I don't know how that conversation would have (laughs) gone. We all have that what now moment after leaving our nine to five. I definitely had it. What about you, Sienna? Did you have that moment? And what was that like? I did kind of have that moment where I was like, what do I do now? And I had no idea. I had hired a business coach who really sat down with me and helped me figure out where to go from here, which was amazing and phenomenal. So I had my little journal. I wrote down my goals, what I want to accomplish within the next month. And then, but then I had to take my goals and die, you know, break that into pieces. The best part about what I have done with myself and my company is that really because of my bachelor's degree, I was able to grow my company more than I had ever imagine or would have been able to without my degree in my area of expertise, because I was doing this for multi-million dollar accounts. I was working for banks where I would create not just banks, but like law firms and all of these other companies where I was helping them grow their audience. And so in turn, of course, that grew their revenue. And so for me, it was the same thing. How do I grow my audience to grow my revenue? And how do I break down my goals? It's not enough to just sit down and say, okay, I want to make you know, $20,000 this month. How do you make $20,000 in a month? Like, how does one accomplish that? I was only making $2,000 a month in my nine to five. How do I go to say, I want to make five, 10, 15, $20,000 a month. Um, And there are people that are even making more than that a month. So I'm so proud of those individuals who are work, you know, in their nine to five or not in their nine to five, excuse me, who have quit their nine to five and are living that way. It's amazing to see. And so I just had to break down my goals figure out what I wanted to do. My business coach really helped me. So I paid for a business coach, but also I went to SCORE, the Small Business Association, which is all over the United States. And if you you guys are listening and you are in the United States, I highly recommend checking them out because it's a free resource. And I went to them and I sat down with their business mentors who have more area of expertise in like brick and mortar businesses rather than online businesses. But still, their information was so valuable that I was able to put into my own company and just manifest the money that I wanted to make. And so that was kind of where I went. I said, okay, what now? But I immediately took action. And that's how I was able to make revenue that was three times more than I was making in my nine to five. Yeah. Now take us to that process of you breaking down your goals, right? Because a lot of people will say, well, I want to make 10 grand this month, but then there's really nothing there, no to do. It's just a number and you don't know what type of actions you need to take in order to do that. How did you break down those goals and actually make it into a reality? Yes. So Really, like I started off just like you said, okay, I want to make $10,000 this month. 
And then I said, okay, so how many days are in the, in this month? How much do I need to make per day or per hour? But also really what am I selling was another thing. So for me, my company, we sell group travel trips for women. And so all of our trips range between $2,000 to $5,000 a piece. Of course, I personally do not make that full $2,000 or full $5,000 because I have to you know, put into expenses. So I have to take that into account as well. So how much am I making off of one individual? Well, that was huge for me to figure out. So I started off, okay, $10,000 I want to make. Great. What am I selling? How much is it going to cost me for expenses? How much is it going to cost me per person? And then for me, it even I had to take even a step further because I have to say like, well, which trip am I selling this month? Because I have about six trips that go out each year. Um, and so then if, if I only focus on one trip, that's great. And I would know how to meet my budget. But if I'm focused on like two or three different trips within a specific month, then it might be confusing for me to say, okay, well, this is how I meet my budget. I need to get five people to go on this trip with me, two people to go on this trip with me, you know, and so on and so forth. And then taking that even a step further. So how do I get those people to take to get onto trips with me? So it's more than just, I want to make this amount of money starting off and then saying, okay, I'm selling this. This is how much it's going to cost for expenses. This is how much I'm going to make. And then going deeper into saying, all right, well, how do I get to that point where I'm making that money? How do I reach these individuals? So then I had to come up with goals in order to reach those people. And that's where my marketing mindset came in. And for me, I decided to hire influencers. So travel influencers who I would pay to come on the trips with me. So it was free to them, technically. They get a free trip out of it. All they have to do is inform their audience of where they're going, tell their audience that they want to invite their audience to come with them. And then, bam, I all of a sudden was able to focus on multiple trips at once and getting people to fill up those trips and then making the money that I wanted to make. So I hope that makes sense, and I hope that's a clear outline and process for anyone who's kind of going through that steps of saying, like, I need to make this amount of money, but I don't know really how to go about it. You just have to break that goal into multi, like little tiny goals and then go up from there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about it is making this into an actionable goal and not just a dream, right? There's a difference between the two. And I think we all have that dream, but it's another thing to, to actually take action to it. And I love how you broke it down in smaller pieces for yourself so that it's not unattainable anymore because that's what we're all fearful of. You know, $10,000 a month. Oh my God, that's a huge, huge goal. But if you do what Sienna is doing, it's not such a huge goal if you're actually doing the right type of work and you have the right support system that goes along with it. Exactly. And I think having that help, having that support system is really what got me from point A to point B. Because honestly, no individual can completely do an entire business on their own. We all need support at some level, whether that's eventually hiring a VA, a virtual assistant, having someone that is side by side with you in your company, or a social media marketer, there will always be things that we don't know and things that we're going to need to outsource at some point. So we never do this all alone. And after six months of running my business by myself, I eventually brought on a business partner 
who really has helped me maximize my time and be able to, I'm able to spend more time with my clients, which I love that one-on-one time before going on trips with them, getting to know them. And I know that my clients value that attention and that time too. So, you know, we just can't do this alone. And I'm so grateful for the people that have been along in my journey with me. (laughs) You talked about this a little bit is finding that client, finding your first clients. How did you actually land the first ones? And what was it that you did that worked for you aside from hiring the influencers? Yes. So, wow. Hiring my first client was (laughs) very challenging. So it was before deciding to hire influencers. So for me, my very first client came from Facebook. I decided to join because I'm in the travel industry. It's my business. I decided to join a bunch of travel groups on Facebook. And as I was joining these travel groups, I just started reading what people are posting. I didn't like post anything spammy or say like, hey, who wants to travel with me or be weird or anything like that? I was just kind of like watching what people are posting. And I noticed that there was this one girl, her name was Hannah. And she posted like, if somebody can help her with planning a trip for her birthday. Um, And I'm not a travel agent. I don't generally plan trips like that. I have my own set trips that I'm going on that individuals can join me on. And so that's kind of how my business is operated. But Hannah specifically, really it was her birthday and she wanted this trip, a group trip to Montego Bay, Jamaica. And I was going to Montego Bay, Jamaica with my group during the exact same time. So I just commented. And then I was like, Hey, like I own this business. I hope it's okay for commenting this, but we're actually going to Montego Bay during the exact same time of your birthday, which was just a coincidence. And me and this girl, we just started messaging. She booked a discovery call with me on my website. So we like got on the phone. We talked about it for uh, 15 to 30 minutes. She was like so excited to travel with my group <laughs> to meet other people. And she was bringing on other people. She brought on five other people. So mm-hmm. not only did I book her as a client, I booked five other clients. So it was really exciting for me because it was my very first trip in my business in general. And I already had six clients that you know, just came to me from a Facebook group. So that was my first process because I didn't know where to go. It was really utilizing those groups and uh, growing from there. But of course, as time went on, Facebook groups became harder and harder to find people and I don't want to be spammy. So that's when I decided to hire um, influencers who have really helped me significantly on my journey. Yeah. And that's a huge milestone for somebody who's just starting out. This is their first (laughs) trip, their first group trip. And then you getting those six people and, you know, I'm sure you celebrated. How did you celebrate that milestone, Sienna? That must have been so exciting. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it was so incredible. I just had like a a glass of champagne. I was just so happy. I went up to my boyfriend. I was like, you wouldn't believe how much money I just made. Like, I can't believe I'm making this money right now. Um, And he was so proud of me. And like, you know, we just had a, a dinner together that night. I called my parents. I was like, you wouldn't believe me. But I just like secured this many clients. I made this much money. And I'm living my dream. I'm so happy. But, you know, to me, like I talk about money, but honestly, for me, the best part of all of this is the moments that I get to have with my clients. It's not even how much, even if I was making like nothing, 
I would be so happy. I know that that may not make sense because you have to pay your bills, but my biggest thing for me is those special one-on-one moments where I get to really get to know my clients, get to do things for them. Like for Hannah, it was her birthday. So not only was it like my first group trip, it was her birthday. I made sure that for her birthday, we, you know, I wanted to plan fireworks for her in Jamaica and we got her a cake. I got her as a gift, a personal chef, Um, you know? Yeah. And so just being able to do little things like those, like that for my clients makes me so happy. And those are also ways that I celebrate it as well. Being able to give my clients gifts and, and just, you know, make them feel loved. <laughs> I love that. And that special attention is just icing on the cake for your client too, because I'm sure it was unexpected. And I love getting those little surprises, you know, I'm sure she's yeah. really enjoyed that. And also, girl, no, we need to celebrate those milestones and especially <laughs> with monetizing, because I feel like especially women, you know, we were like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, we have to celebrate that. <laughs> Having money is great. I'm like, obviously, it's not the route to every happiness, but that's part right. of your success. And I want to celebrate that with you because I think that also shows proof that you are doing such a good job, right? Because it really yeah. is part of it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't create that, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be sustainable. So yes, we're celebrating that all of this income that you're making from something that you love is extra for everything else that you have done for yourself. So yes, <laughs> we're, we're definitely celebrating that. So now <laughs> let's go to your biggest setbacks because obviously it's not just rainbows and unicorns that happens all the time right. <laughs> when you have your own online business. And especially with you, you're traveling a lot. What has been the biggest setback that you have encountered as an entrepreneur, whether in the beginning or even right now? Honestly, the biggest setback for me has been the coronavirus and the impact that it has had on my business. You know, I quit my job in December of 2019 is when I finally quit my job. I was doing extremely well. I was making the money that I wanted to make. I was on track to make about $250,000 this year in 2020, which is significant because I was only making, supposed to make $40,000 in 2020, according to my nine to five. But you know, I think once the coronavirus hit, my business was still doing okay until the president of, because I'm in the United States, the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, decided we were under a national emergency. Those moments I was watching the news, my parents had just come to visit me. I was watching the news and I saw those words across the screen. I heard him say it out of his mouth. And in that minute, I knew my business was done for, for right now. It was like a, it was a goner. Mm. Um, And it was extremely scary because I had just taken out a loan for $12,000 so that I can grow my business. And I was planning on expanding this year to a seven person team. I really wanted to hire full-time employees uh, because I was doing so well and I, I had the money to do so or at least I thought I was going to have the money to do so. But once the coronavirus hit, ever since then, we are, um, you know, I have, my business has been on complete hold. I haven't been able to retain any new clients. My income has dropped by 90%, but I still produce content for my clients. And I, you know, and, and people that want to eventually travel with me, 
I have had great luck with people who want to travel with me in 2021. So I've been securing those spots for 2021. My business, I have decided no travel in 2020, which is very hard for me. And it's very hard for the people who follow me and the people who want to travel with me. And so all of this has been going on. And it's just been extremely difficult to know that now I just have nothing from coming in from my business. And so I've been living off my savings, which has been bittersweet. You know, I'm grateful that I have savings now. I'm grateful that my business was doing so well in the first three months of 2020 that I was able to put aside money for emergencies like what we're facing right now. But overall, I would say it's okay. And I'm not as discouraged as I may sound. (laughs) Um, I'm very happy for 2021. And honestly, this break has been really good for me to kind of stop and really just figure out who my audience is now. How can I continue to resonate with them? How can I continue to offer value to people who want to travel with me? And how can I improve my services? And that's really what I've been working on and focusing on. And even though all the work that I've been putting in lately hasn't been producing any type of revenue, it's still beneficial in some way, shape or form. And I am grateful for this downtime. Yeah, and that's the hardest part is knowing that you have no control over what's happening, right? Because at least if you know what you need to change, then you can pivot and then make changes that you need to do with your business. But when it's mother nature, you really have nothing to do with it. It feels like you're so helpless, but at least this is not going to be forever and you're learning so much. And I think we have learned as entrepreneurs when things like this happen, how to make changes with our own businesses. So Oh, oh my goodness, it sucks, yeah. but it's lesson learned. Has there been maybe one or two things that you have really changed in your business model that will help you through maybe similar crises like this? Yes. So we have put in new policies in place to ensure that clients are getting refunds in the event of a disaster. So before we had this policy where we did not allow any refunds of any kind. And, you know, that's not very helpful for my clients, I think, especially if there is a natural disaster. So now we are allowing refunds in the case of a global pandemic like we've had, or if there's something happening in whatever city, state, country we're visiting that is preventing us to travel there moving forward. We are making it mandatory now for our clients to have travel insurance, which wasn't a thing in the past. So now we're really doing that. We have created an online portal for our clients for online safety purposes where they can enter in their payment information as opposed to us just sending, we used to just send them invoices and they could pay through their email, but that's not a very safe and secure way of making payments. And we want our clients to be safe all around, whether that's in their health, their finances, um, anything that involves dealing with myself, my company, your life travel club as a business, I want my clients to be safe. So we've put those policies in place. And we've also started to do virtual retreats, which has been very different for us. But the virtual retreats has helped to bring in a little bit of money. We're not charging that much because we want to be able to allow people of all different walks of life to really join us on these virtual retreats. We have two. One is called a stressless virtual retreat, 
are supposed to help women who are dealing with stress in this time. The coronavirus is a very stressful time, but not only that, if you live in the United States or really anywhere in the world, you'll notice that the United States is facing a um, <laughs> almost like a civil um, unrest right now when it comes to mm-hmm. what's, you know, Black lives and police brutality. And really the whole world has been protesting, which has been really beautiful to mm-hmm. see. Um, the whole world come together. So there's a lot of stresses happening in this in this world as a whole. So we wanted to offer a low cost option for people to get help and resources that are necessary for them. So that is available for that we're doing right now. But then we're also doing because my business only caters to women. We're also doing a yoni puja workshop. Um, do you know what that is, Debbie? No, what is that? Tell me more. <laughs> so, so it basically means vagina worship. Um, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's supposed to be a women's empowerment workshop, um, but it really focuses on your vagina's health. It's an interesting concept. I actually saw it because I was watching a television show and they, they were doing it on TV and it's like you spend a couple of minutes where you're really talking about all the negative things that people have said about you as a woman. You know, there's so many words that women are called, derogatory names women are called. And so we focus on that. And then we say, well, okay, well, how do you feel about yourself? You know, as a woman, do you really believe those negative words that people are saying to you? And so then you kind of go and really not just what they're saying about you as a woman, but what they're saying about your vagina, like, you know, (laughs) and then, (laughs) um, and so then like we have our clients go in private. So not in front of us, not on camera or anything. We don't see any parts of our clients, but just go look at, go look at yourself, go look at your vagina, go look at your body naked in front of a mirror. How do you feel about your body? How do you feel about the strength that you have, the power that you have as a woman? And then come back fully clothed, uh, not naked, come back to the camera and really discuss it with, with us and like talk about what you saw when you looked at yourself. How do you feel? And then let's change the narrative of those negative things that you're being told, those negative stereotypes, those negative beliefs that you're being told about your body, about your the power of your vagina. Like women, we are women. We're able to birth nations from our bodies, you know? Like that is powerful. Um, we create life. And so just like focusing on that and making our women feel valuable, powerful, strong. That's really what the whole workshop is about. Um, And so we've been doing that with our clients and it's been really fun. Um, But again, it's like low cost options to, to make sure that every person is able to experience this with us. Yeah. And it is a really unique way of making sure that you're not only giving them value, but also transforming their lives. And this is such a great way to be able to do that. And I love it. We're definitely going (laughs) to give you links on our site with that one. That's going to be awesome. (laughs) So Sienna, I know you talked about travel insurance when you are taking your company on the road. And even you, you travel quite often on your own for fun as well. So when you you are on the road and you need travel insurance, what type of international insurance do you use? When I travel, I use Alliance travel insurance. It's been very beneficial for me because they have so many different like options. And so it's something that I've also made sure that my all of my clients have as well. 
Yeah, that's also really great to know because what happens is there's so many things going on right now, especially with coronavirus, that we really have to understand the type of travel insurance that we have because a lot of providers actually exclude things like pandemics or natural disasters in their policies. And there's been a lot of things on the news with certain um, insurance companies that are doing that, not going to name names. Uh, So for example, if you fall ill or need treatment for coronavirus, coronavirus or a similar future pandemic, they wouldn't be covered and would need you to pay those treatments yourselves, which is unfortunate because you're already sick and you're in a different country and you're not feeling well. And then all of a sudden you have this extra cost. That's why I'm really glad I'm working with IntegraGlobal.com. They believe it's their duty to support their members in uncertain times like these and stand by them when they need them. They have no exclusions for pandemic or natural disasters in any of their plans. So if you want to know more, check out IntegraGlobal.com and see how they can give you the coverage you'll need and maybe some you never knew you would because who knew that this coronavirus was going to happen? And there's a lot of digital nomads and remote workers out there that are actually stuck in other countries right now. So that is a hard thing to go through and then having to pay for that on your own is even worse. So, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. That would really suck. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, yes. (laughs) So, Sienna, let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? I definitely want to be remembered for empowering women. That is my biggest thing. You know, they say empowered women empower women. And it's so true. I feel that I'm a very strong very confident woman in myself. I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what my beliefs are, my values are in life. And not to say that those things won't change. I'm only 23 years old. Those (laughs) things can definitely change. I can learn more about myself and figure out more about who I am. But ultimately, I want to be remembered for helping the women that come to me along the way. Every single one of my trips does something for a woman whether it's just a trip for you to relax, kick back and like forget about your men. Um, We have a trip called the ultimate girls trip that's taking place in Madrid that was supposed to happen this year. And that's what that trip focused on. We have women empowerment trips, like group trips that, you know, go out and, and teach about different parts of you, about yourself, finding your own value, finding your own like self-esteem And every single thing that we do as a group is really for the benefit of our clients. And so at the end of the day, I just want to be remembered for continuing to, you know, drive that value home for so many people, be such um, an important person in so many different women's lives and just help them figure out where they want to go, whether that's starting their own business or, you know, just taking time to relax or just anything that makes them them, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you're starting at such a young age, it's just going to keep continuing on in the future. So that's really exciting. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, definitely. So you know, my personal Instagram is at just J-U-S-T underscore Sienna, C-I-E-N-N-A. And then you can follow my business at Your Life Travel on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sienna, for being here with us today. We really appreciate you. Mm-hmm.
Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sienna. Make sure to visit the offbeatlife.com again that's the offbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares how to overcome your fears before leaving your nine to five hey listeners thank you for listening to this episode and i'm so thankful for your support i would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests topics we can discuss and so much more Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.